0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Scrapyard for the first time in God knows how long. I am your host for right now, Xavier Johnson, joined here by Taylor.
1: Hi.
0: So basically recording this at almost midnight, uh, because we just got done watching 12 hours, basically, of Overwatch League. And uh, we need to talk about it before tomorrow's games. Um, So we are recording this. Uh, It'll be up late. And then if you want to listen to it in the morning, listen to it in the morning. If you're listening to this in the morning, good morning. Um, But yeah, basically, this is the first weekend of real playoff Overwatch. And it's been a crazy one. And I think today is probably one of the better days of Overwatch that we've had in three seasons. For sure.
1: Yeah, in recent memory. Definitely. Like, I have never been more, like... Everybody is equal right now. There's no team that I think is actually, like, truly trash outside of London and Vancouver. But that's because they lost. So, like, before even getting into the true playoffs.
0: (laughs) And I think the interesting thing... And even then. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this playoffs, especially today, has shown that every team is very close um, that's still remaining. They're all very close in terms of, like, actual skill um APAC we're not entirely sure because we haven't seen New York face Shanghai which will be happening in a few hours and uh Guangzhou will face Seoul and then that'll kind of determine the winners and the losers bracket in APAC but in terms of NA um we pretty much have like a really even field even when you look at like the losers bracket tomorrow um all the games are yeah. close and I could see any of those games going either way and I could see any of the teams in losers making it through losers like that are currently in losers not like a philly if they lose later but like a team that's currently in losers um making it to the you know the the na finals like because all these teams are really close and i think today has proved it and so you know if if we look at some of today's games which i guess we're going to be talking about it was basically a three t- like a five map fest outside of the gladiators losing to philly Um, But even, like, that first game, like, the Gladiators losing to Philly, that was probably one of the closest, I guess we'll just kind of go in chronological order, but the Gladiators versus Philly game was one of the closest 3-0 losses I feel like we've seen in a long time, where those fights went on forever, and the Gladiators and Philly were evenly matched, and it it just kind of ended up being Philly just kind of being better like it it really just came down to like a skill a skill gap but the gladiators were right on their level um and it just kind of took like a few individual plays from like alarm getting his coalescence a little bit faster or sato finding a key pick and sato was a really good player in that game but i think the gladiators really showed themselves as a worthy opponent uh for the top teams and philly it was a 3-0 but it wasn't it wasn't a clean 3-0 and it wasn't a 3-0 that they just kind of walked through you know um which, yeah. which I was No, it came by.
1: down yeah it came down to i would say which is similar through a lot of the games where it's just philly knew who to target on la gladiators like they really targeted Shaz and big goose after the first um after the first control map it just became like backline target 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 the supports which i mean we saw a lot of today but at least a lot of the other teams it was more neck and neck and like i feel like gladiators just didn't peel enough back for their supports which when it comes down to it that is kind of why they lost and the supports were so busy dying they weren't able to get ult gain which is what happens when they're being targeted But I do think that Philly looked good and that L.A. could still still has a challenge going up against Florida in the losers bracket. But at least it's more of a like beneficial challenge.
0: And what does impress me, um, especially about just like this game, and I think this is going to tie into uh, Florida versus Valiant, but the Gladiators and Philly. Both played with, um, I always like to say that just like sometimes you just need to like do things, you know, you you need to commit to what you're doing and just throw caution to the wind. And I think these fights, like these team fights lasted, they were almost like as long as like GOATS team fights, right? Where they would last Mm -hmm. forever because there was so much sustain, everybody they were just throwing bodies at the point they would be you you know we would see the gladiators of Philly down three people and still committing ults and still committing to the fight because both teams honestly believed any situation was winnable and yeah, that's the it, it type was of especially
1: co- obvious on Nubani when mm-hmm. LA was just like the second point like trying to get after the streets just like throwing bodies and throwing bodies and they still made it through which is incredibly surprising when they were down like everybody but a tank and like shaz
0: and that's something that i think makes for top teams i think top teams know what they're gonna do and and they play with a level of confidence and they don't overthink things and they don't try to play too slow that's the reason why new york last season got rolled over by like the truly elite uh titans in the shock because the titans in the shock just took initiative and acted faster than new york could set up their defense and both of these teams had that style going in so it was like an immovable object meeting an immovable object where you know fights were just being committed to and that's what that's what made it such a close 3-0 is you know the gladiators wouldn't give up anything and you Mm -hmm. see with and you know you do see i think with a lot of like teams that aren't as good um, maybe like a Dallas or, or a Boston where like you could tell they know what to do but there is like that skill difference where they they don't execute but also I think there is like a slight hesitation or, or will it or where or they feel like they need to play safer but the gladiators just went for it and I think that that's an, also enabled by space like space is kind of everywhere mm-hmm. he's really good at doing what he's well, supposed to, to do
1: of, yeah to go off your statement where it's just like everybody seems super concise especially on the gladiators but it's very obvious that like these the, these players have nothing else that they can do in the like in north america right now in california especially that it's just like all they do is train all day and it's just one of those things that's like you can tell that anybody going in after this season like the skill range is going to be so much higher the bar is set so much higher already just by like these months of like self-isolating and quarantining and all of these things you can see that these teams have grown exponentially better and the teams who haven't there's they're still young they're still new and they still haven't gotten used to it such as london and vancouver and other teams that have we have lost along the way
0: but yet again that was a 3-0 like philly still won it pretty pretty handily but Mm -hmm. these next three games all went to map fives and were all very close and i would say the most tragic of these map fives was florida losing and and they lost to the valiant uh three two and the reason why i say that is I mean, one, like, Florida hasn't beaten um, the Valiant since, like, season one. So no matter what permutation the Valiant are or Florida is... They've never beaten them. Yeah, like, the Valiant just have their, have their number. Um, and this game was just proof of a team just taking initiative and basically deciding the terms of engagement. And the reason why I say that is map five... Um, BQB was like hesitant. S- super hesitant and he didn't do anything like there was one entire point where he just didn't use his ult he didn't use yeah there was
1: yeah. there was a lot of moments and th- that happened with a lot of these map 5 games where you could just see everybody got very like after being super aggressive super aggressive super aggressive they suddenly got hesitant and McGravy got away with a lot of things on Gibraltar that he should not have gotten away with, with what ults Florida had and how like overextended McGravy had been when like map previous or so, like McGravy was wiped out like super fast. It was crazy to think that like Florida became so scared of the situation that they didn't even wanna attempt to like beat back and catch these people overextending like i mean that's the thing mistakes. like
0: you look at you look at like hisu or lip and mm-hmm. i mean when they use emp they'll use it defensively like they also have the ability to play back and and play passive like bqb was trying to do but i guarantee in that situation bqb was in hisu would have used it immediately and that's just the difference i feel like the moment got too big for florida where they were looking for that perfect opportunity to win the fight they were looking for that one shot to turn everything around where the la valiant were just looking for any shot and they would pounce on them and i feel like the valiant also realized that florida's playing scared and they're they're thinking too much about how to perfectly execute this game plan. And I definitely feel like, you know, either McGravy or somebody made the call to say, let's just run at them. Let's just dive somebody. We'll catch somebody out of position. And once they're down one person, they're not gonna commit to anything because they're looking for that perfect team fight. And you saw that, I believe it was, I'm pretty sure they caught like Yaki out of position. And oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was like yucky. they dove yaki like hard nightmare. and then they just murked the rest of the team. And there were so many moments where BQB could have just pressed like triangle and one, you know, game. yeah, and just won the point. And I think that that was a big, hopefully, that's a big learning lesson for the Florida Mayhem to just play more aggressive and use what you got because, like, he's bqb's a good enough sombra where he doesn't have to wait for the perfect opportunity he can pop emp and get emp back very fast like he's not trash at the hero and he has a solid build rate as sombra so like just use it if you catch three people you catch three people you can capitalize on that um i just think he was looking for like that perfect six man emp
1: Yeah, especially when they had on, like, I'm thinking of Gibraltar and, like, especially when you have spawn advantage. Why not? There was several times, like, a bunch of these teams, they have spawn advantage and none of them capitalize on just, like, either using EMP or getting, like, the nano used just to, like, farm your next ult and hope that something would happen. Like, to get the team fight going until EMP was charged or something along those lines. Like there were several times. He would hold it
0: because he knew rain was hiding, but like at a certain point, yeah, rain's going to hide because the Valiant aren't stupid and they know you have EMP, but like at a certain point, you just got to use it and force out the sound barrier or like make rain have really good timing on that sound barrier. If you can pop EMP and before rain can get a sound barrier, you can kill somebody, then that's perfect. But I think that, You can't just be like, oh, damn, Rain is going to get his sound barrier off. Let me not pop EMP. That's just bad Overwatch. And they wasted, there's so many seconds wasted of the Florida Mayhem just, like, really trying to set up position and figure out what exactly to do. And then when it, you know, when push came to shove and they started to have to use their thing, um, time was already up. And they weren't able to... Win and I think the Valiant, yeah, yeah. and you know, the Valiant are going into a game tomorrow against Philly, which they are heavy underdogs. But you know, the Valiant did look good today, and I think that they play with enough confidence that they can punch with Philly. I don't think they're gonna win, but if the Gladiators Mm -hmm. game today showed anything, it's that the Valiant do have a chance against Philly because Philly you know they won pretty ugly against the gladiators and i could see you know the valiant putting philly in another ugly uh ugly game um
1: for sure and like florida goes up against gladiators as you're saying tomorrow during the um losers bracket which i think is a good matchup because florida I have never seen a group of teams that seem so hungry to win championships than like everybody that's here now. Like it's it's really insane that I can see, as you said, any of the teams going through the losers bracket easily like coming out on top and being like a surprising underdog. Which I think leads to the biggest surprise. <laughs> The San Francisco Shock finally doing a reverse sweep on Washington fucking justice. I
0: was kind of sweating, not gonna lie. When we were down 0-2, I was kind of sweating.
1: I was losing my goddamn shit. Like, I sent so many gifts to Xavier, you don't understand, that was just like perspirating, and then yes, and then perspirating, and then yeah, and then perspirating because... I have never seen a team so hungry than Washington Justice today.
0: Absolutely. Holy shit. And I wasn't like super nervous because I just kept thinking back to when the Shock were down 0-2 against the Shanghai Dragons in stage three, which is probably like one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. Like in terms of just performance, Um, Mm -hmm. Shanghai Dragons stage three last year, uh, that finals run is better than anything I've seen from any other team. And they managed to almost come back in a, in a, you know, best of seven series. So I wasn't, like, super scared. And I know the Shock make really good halftime adjustments. But the mm-hmm. Washington Justice were on one. And they definitely only lost this game off just, like, a handful of small mistakes. mistakes but also just stupid plays by the Shock. Like, you know, I Violet, Violet had some was... moments where he was just hard carrying the team. And, you know, Mm -hmm. even Super coming in on the Roadhog, like he looked shaky at first and he was kind of getting outplayed by Janu, but then he really found his, like, stride and was a good support kind of player for the rest of the team, you know, hitting good hooks and and being in the right position. And I just think that the Shock, Mm -hmm. they looked vulnerable, but I don't think that's because the Shock are bad. I think it's just because the Washington Justice are playing – like some next level overwatch right now.
1: Yeah, and I think it's very like what Moth said in the post game interview where he was like, "We knew they were going to fight hard, but holy shit, I didn't think they were going to fight that hard basically." And there was a moment again, they they had a Gibraltar a lot today on um on Overwatch, which is crazy cuz I feel like I never see that map on Overwatch League until it's playoffs, but there was this moment where like they basically could have had the shock spawn camped and they didn't go for it and i was just sitting there and i was like okay like washington really is like making me sweat i think i saw a post in the Shockwaves, like facebook page that was like who do i mail my doctor about all the heart attacks i had this game because it wasn't like the cleanest i've ever seen shock but washington was going so hard and again it was like they just seemed tired at the end and that's what made them lose like they did not lose because they weren't skilled they lost because they were tired
0: and yesterday was yesterday was fun because it was like oh my god decay like he's insane and but today i don't feel like it was just a decay thing i think this is like washington being a good team and just Little things really did them in. I thought Aim God kind of got caught out a little bit. Um,
1: I did like I did like Sinatra's tweet that was, everybody over here oh, keeping Decay alive, watching the whole rest of the team die, and everybody in the comments was like, "I wonder what that feels like, Sinatra." I really wonder what that feels like being pocketed like that.
0: I mean, Decay does get like hard pocketed, and Decay honestly is insane, and I think he's a big breath of fresh air for this team, but. Even Mm -hmm. in this game, like, Decay was cool, and he had his moments, but Stitch and Janu, I thought, were actually insane. And uh, and I thought Stitch outplayed Ons several times during today. Oh, definitely. And he just, like, outplayed outplayed the shock in the first two maps. Like, he was insane. And Janu on Hog is, uh, you know, I'll let you go, but, like, Janu on Hog is reminding me. And now that, like, they're on a good team... And as I've said, like, it's hard to be a superstar on off-tank when the rest of your team is trash. But now Jonu is looking like, oh, yeah, he was an MVP candidate last season for a reason because his hog is nasty. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, no, I I definitely think that, like, Stitch would throw in uh, Bob, but, like, it wasn't like let me throw in bob to like scatter the team bob actually put in work in this game for the first time ever in like i think overwatch history i've seen bob actually put in work in a game and be so effective so i think stitch is like one of the best ash players right now in the overwatch league bar none because he actually used bob effectively and the team like did everything they could to keep bob up and it just seems like nobody else since last year when the shock played Bob for the first time i don't remember who it was but for the first i think it was rascal maybe but for the first time ever i'm actually like oh this is how ash is supposed to be played in this meta like they have they have it nailed down so good and- so good
0: You know, also Tuba. I thought Tuba was really good this game. Um, His Sombra is excellent. But, you know, Washington has to play Paris tomorrow. And I don't know if they're going to beat Paris. But I think they're going to give Paris a good fight. Because Washington is a team. And as I've said, I say these things a lot. But (laughs) when a team is completely bought in on a particular style. And Washington is clearly 100% in on this let decay kill things strategy and stitch has all this space because everybody's worried about decay because decay is a monster. But this team is all in on decay. They're pocketing him. They're giving him the nano when he wants it. He just can't die sometimes because he's getting so much healing and he's a really good Zarya and this isn't going to take them to like the finals or anything. But I do think Washington has found, like, a nice core. And it's clear that this team is, you know, bought in on what they're doing, and they're bought in on this current mission. And that's something that's just, like, super important. I think we do see a lot of teams that aren't completely bought in or aren't completely, um, you know, figured out, like, the meta or kind of what their strategy is. Um, Similar to, like, the Hangzhou Spark uh, losing the mm-hmm. soul, I thought the Hangzhou Spark just didn't really know exactly what like they were going for. Same with the Houston Outlaws. It was like
1: it was like every game, because I I just watched the Hangzhou Spark game against Soul Dynasty. It was like every fight they put Architect on a different hero. <laughs> it was like you're Genji, and then it was like you your Ash, and then it was like uh you're back to Genji, uh you're Sombra now, no you're Reaper, and I'm like he will never get a ult ch- charge if you keep just yeah p-
0: like they weren't completely bought in on a strategy um yeah but clearly washington is it's it's a niche strategy but it works for them i'll give them that i'll give them that it and is and a I appreciate niche that. strategy and with the shock i you know i think they're gonna win the grand finals but that's because they're my favorite team but this game definitely give gave me a worry because they're not good against sombra and they've never been good against sombra yeah, and I sombra is so well played, and tuba was kind of like shitting down their throat, so I don't know how they're gonna do when they have to run up against a lip when they're gonna have to run up against you know uh, a hisu it's yeah. it's definitely worrying um because they're they're they aren't that great at countering a sombra
1: yeah like i said i was i said if shock lose and go to the loser's bracket, I don't think they can do the same fight they did last season there's and I mean, I want the Shock to win a second grand finale as much as, uh, as you do, Xavier, but I don't see them being able to, like, get through, like, the, the loser's bracket if they end up there. Like, tomorrow they go against, and we'll be talking about them shortly, but tomorrow they go against Atlanta Reign, another rematch in the playoffs. But that game's not a concern
0: because Atlanta doesn't like their bread isn't buttered through the somber, their bread is buttered through their tank line, you know?
1: Let me let me let me like when we get to it, Edison, what the fuck? (laughs) Like on Gibraltar, last map, if you watched, you know what the fuck. (laughs) But yeah, moving on to like Paris and Atlanta, I really didn't think that Paris was gonna lose.
0: Me neither. Um, this game was like the game with the worst Sombra play, I think. Uh, I mean, that's only is, because we had a the lot of... fuck? That's only because like we had a lot of really good Sombras throughout the day. I thought every team had an excellent Sombra in this game. Like, Sparkle Sombra is cool, but it's not like the goat. And I think Atlanta mm-hmm. just, their bread isn't buttered through their Sombra. It's through Hawk, Gator, and Pokebo. Like, their tank line yeah. pushes this team and Edison gets the kills when he needs to. But like I genuinely think this tank line is why the Atlanta Rain are, are so good.
1: I mean, on Gibraltar, Edison literally, like, I don't know what he was thinking. They were coming out of spawn and he was in the middle of them. He didn't put down his teleporter or it got destroyed or he destroyed it himself. But he got in there and he just died, and that's what allowed Paris to, like, roll through to the end of the map. And, like, obviously they ended up winning, but it was just, like, a moment where I was just, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that was the dirtiest thing I had seen all day. Like, obviously, and like the casters say, we say the word scrappy a lot. when watching overwatch and when playing overwatch and when reviewing overwatch and then if you look up scrappy in the dictionary of overwatch league it should be this fight when i personally think it should be our podcast podcast but um it's it was just something where it was just like that was so dirty like like not dirty as in like good but dirty as in like you can't be making those mistakes in the playoff
0: yeah that and, could have
1: cost you everything
0: yeah but i also do question like not playing Xe that much like they played mm-hmm. him one map and didn't really run him and the one map Xe came in on he wrecked everybody and hopefully tomorrow paris just plays Xe and sparkle because i think that is their best dps lineup i think soon he can come in for a few maps um but I just wouldn't really play Nico. And I, like, Exe is a don't hard do, carry type. Don't player.
1: do To Soon. Don't do Exe like you did people like with Dallas Fuel, where it's just like, well, Zachary is here. I like Zachary. Well, you Soon know, is really good. I just think. With Soon. When it comes no, 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 to the no, no, game. I just saying, like.
0: It's just like, have Exe in, because I think he has more big play potential. Game sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like. I don't know. I think in that map five, you could have used XE as just a game changing type player where he can carry your team. And I don't think Mm -hmm. sparkle is put in a position where he can do what he did several months ago, where he, the entire team was just built around him going crazy on Genji because he's not that type Mm -hmm. of player, you know, on may and on Sombra. Like he's just not that dude. Um, but he is that dude on Genji. But you can't play him on Genji. You can't play him on Doomfist because that's not really the meta. But Exe is that dude, and he can do that on Ash or McCree. Um, so I think that he's just the type of player I feel like you need to lean into because mm-hmm. they've been leaning into him all season, and it's kind of worked. So hopefully they bring him in for more than one map tomorrow, especially against the Justice. Like the Justice are gonna match you on hit scan, so like you the might the as well play Exe. Yeah, and yeah, like the, the justice, justice they're hungry. not gonna they're not gonna they're gonna hit you with the same comp. You know they're gonna hit you with the ash, you know they're gonna hit you with the sombra, the Zarya, like the Roadhog, like they're not gonna switch it up at all. So you might as well meet them in the middle and have Exe on Ash and sparkle on Sombra. Or if you wanna put soon on Sombra, like sure, but Exe should be in at all times tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. It's just it's just like a moment where you're just sitting here and it's it's finally you feeling the excitement again i know that like when they like made it through a map i was like oh cool dogman is getting excited like he's getting hype and i haven't seen that in such a long time because you know for a long time they didn't have web cameras and then when they finally did get web cameras it's like you know you never see them in while they're playing in the game like Mm -hmm. it's always after the victory or that and i'm like I do miss that connection with the players and like connecting face to who's playing because like I always forget like oh yeah Aming doesn't look like what I think he looks like in my head. <laughs> so it's like I wish I could see the players more but that's like side note that's off that's like a tangent that I need like just wanted to like mention but it was nice finally seeing like teams do what they do best
0: yeah so tomorrow's games um gladiators mayhem justice paris valiant fusion rain shock uh i don't know we'll talk about them tomorrow it's very late i feel like we should uh mm-hmm. end this we'll have a follow-up episode
1: sure. tomorrow after all of those games
0: absolutely but uh thank you for listening to the scrapyard uh thank you does, for what nathan us? say i guess uh
1: Uh, The world could always need more heroes. The world could use more heroes...